Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast. Today, we are talking about what does the future hold for home prices. So without ado, let's get into it. All right, friends, welcome to the Nitty Gritty Podcast. Like I said, today we're talking about what does the future hold for home prices. We've seen a little bit of a crazy market in the last 18 months. So, Tom, I'm going to fire some questions at you, okay? Fire away, man. With regards to prices in the future, um, let's just dive into it. Appreciation. It's the word on everybody else's lips, you know, appreciation. How much appreciation do I have in my home? Um, What's my home worth? What do you think the market is going to do appreciation-wise, let's say, in the next year to 18 months? What are your thoughts? Well, thanks, Matt. First of all, I'd like to kind of get some context around terms. All right, let's do that. So appreciation, Webster defines appreciation as an increase in value in an asset. So in this case, in what we do for a living, the asset is a home. Mm -hmm. Okay. Depreciation is a decrease of value within an asset. So could be the decrease in value in a home. But another one that a lot of people are getting a little confused and they're mixing, it's called deceleration. And that's when something happens at a slower pace than it was happening before. So now let's take those three terms and let's wrap them into your question about what does the future hold for home prices over the next 18 months. Love that. I believe we've had since 1995 to 2020 almost an average of 5% appreciation, the gaining, okay, or again, the increase in the value of the asset as an average. That includes that massive dip that we had back in 2008 and 2009. So long term, real estate's a great appreciation asset, mm-hmm. okay? So uh, just under 5%, it's like 4.75, 4.8% over the uh, duration of time. The last year, it's been 19.7, okay? Now, remember, that was a big jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We offset that by the big drop that we have. Um, I believe that the appreciation, the growing of the asset is going to continue, but it is not going to continue at the rate it was. It's going to decelerate. Okay. Okay. So, so just the, to just to mention again, decelerate, not depreciate. Right. So decelerate as in slow down versus depreciate, crash down. Dropping. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to see nineteen point seven percent this coming year or the next year or the year after that. Okay. We are not going to see the decrease in the value of your asset that we're talking about is your home. Okay. We are going to see a deceleration. So let's make sure we use the correct terms when we're talking with people. So for an example then with deceleration, would you say, you know, we'll we'll stick with the crazy number of 19%, which was the appreciation last year, would a deceleration being 19% is the appreciation next year and the year after it stays at the same level? Is that a deceleration versus, because if it was to drop down to 15, 12%, then that's a depreciation, correct? No. Okay. No. So, so explain that because people may think the, if it's slowing down, then my, my, my appreciation stays at the same number. It's not going up. It's not going down. It's staying the same. Yeah. But that's not what no, we're talking about. because, again, it is the value of the asset, not the 
growth of the asset. Exactly. Okay, so okay. that's why we want to lock these terms in and understand them. So what we're seeing is that CoreLogic um, and the Bankers Association, they're all projecting numbers out there. And what the projection is by over 100 economic gurus mm -hmm. is about a 5.8 to a 6% appreciation in the asset for 2020. Okay. Two. In 2023, it's going to be about 4%. And then in 2024 and 2025, it's going to get around 35 to 4%. So we're going to see a deceleration of the appreciation, but no... What's the word we want? Oh, depreciation. Depreciation, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So deceleration of the appreciation, but no... Deceleration. De no. No. Okay. <laughs> See, we are. this is where we're <laughs> No depreciation. Man, I just like it back. Yeah. The rain in plain, the rain in Spain is mostly on the plane. Exactly. So, again... The appreciation... We're going to see... The, the deceleration, deceleration of, of the appreciation, appreciation not, not the, the depreciation. depreciation. Got it? Guys, if any of you can write, say that three times really quick, video it, yeah. send it to us, because we're already lost. No, we know what you're talking about. Now, a depreciating asset, Yes. everybody owns one. Yeah, it's, it's called, called a an car. Automobile, automobile. It's called Absolutely. a car. Yeah. So if you want to use something to physically understand what a depreciating asset is, it's a motor vehicle. Absolutely. Go to the dealership and buy a brand new $25,000, vehicle as soon as you drive it off the parking lot you've started to lose money. That that vehicle is no longer worth $55,000. Correct. It depreciates the moment you put the key in it and drive it off the forecourt. Correct. That's a depreciating asset. An appreciating asset is a home, for instance, you buy for 400,000 and next year it's at 420,000. That's an appreciating asset. So I know a lot of terminology, appreciation, depreciation, deceleration, it is difficult to understand. So for one last time, Say it again. Okay. So what we are going to see is a deceleration of the appreciation in our assets, not a depreciation of our assets because of a deceleration. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody, if anybody out, out there understands that, give me a call and explain it to me again. Okay. That, so, man, let me, let me make this a visual for everybody because no, you brought do. the car up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And some people are like that. They're visual learners. They exactly. Need they so need I'm numbers. in this automobile, this brand new automobile that we talked about buying, right? Yeah. That becomes a depreciating asset. And I accelerate or add appreciation to my speed by stepping on the gas. Mm-hmm. And I go from zero to 60 in 10 seconds, but then I go from zero to 120 in 70 seconds. I haven't decelerated, right? You just slowed down. I just slowed down the acceleration, mm -hmm. see? Now, if I touch the brake, then I get a deceleration or in the case of an asset, a depreciation. There we go. So. Hopefully that clears things up. I'm a big fan of numbers, big fan of visualizations. I think that's great. My friends out there, if you have questions, if you're still trying to say the appreciation of the depreciation of the deceleration all in one sentence and it's not making sense to you, give us a call. Tom can talk it through you. You can even come to the office. We'll draw pretty pictures on the whiteboard. We'll figure it out. Um, so you are... 
basically we're looking at a slowdown. Yeah. We're looking yeah. at a slowdown, but we're not looking at being on the end of a cliff where we lose value. We're just looking at the market slowing down. And why? Why is that? Why is it going to slow down, Tom? Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. Now, let's get you back to the podcast. Well, I believe what's going to happen is that the value of the properties cannot sustain the increase in price for the underlying purchaser, basically the American public, mm -hmm. to keep up with it. Salaries are increasing three, three and a quarter percent. Home prices can't be increasing at 19.7%. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason we had that 19.7% over the last year is because there was a lack of inventory. But on our next podcast, we're going to talk about the rising inventory into the marketplace, mm -hmm. all right, which then will will factor into supply and demand needs. Well, we all know, or, or most of us understand supply and demand. If there's not enough supply, the demand goes up, the price goes up. If there's more supply, the demand goes down, the price doesn't rise as much, mm -hmm. okay? Case Schiller says that the growth rate of 19.7% is at its peak and that year over year prices will slow down and Ivy Zellman, who is from Zellman Associates and one of the people I follow a lot, says that home price appreciation is on the cusp of flipping to a decelerating trend, not a depreciating trend, decelerating. a decelerating trend. So we're not going to be stepping on the gas pedal as much. We're going to back off the gas pedal, but we're still moving forward. Okay. So last question, break this down for... Buyers and sellers, give us an example as a, you know, we've got people listening out here or are thinking about buying a home in the next 12 to 18 months. As a buyer first, what does this mean to a buyer? Okay, so I, I don't want to get in the weeds, so I'm going to make this very broad. 30,000 right? foot view. Yeah. Okay, interest rates are going up. Okay. Value of houses are going up. If the interest rates go up and the value of a house goes up, your monthly payment goes up. And right. your afford what you could afford to buy exactly goes down, and it goes down exponentially because the value of the house is running away from you. Mm -hmm. Okay, your affordability index is dropping. So what you could have bought today at three hundred and fifty, you're not going to be able to buy tomorrow. You're going to be buying two fifty. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and people go, that's a big jump. Well, is it really when? The one or the two hundred thousand dollars are now two fifty. Mm -hmm. Your interest rates have come down. This is all you can afford. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my suggestion is, people, if you're thinking about buying a house, take action now, because the money you're going to save in the interest rate over a thirty-year period of time, in addition to the appreciation of the property is going to be significant. It can be up to $100,000 on a $300,000 purchase. So think about that. If I wait a year mm -hmm. from now, over the life of my house, I will have $100,000 more of an expense to own the house than if I would buy it today. Yeah. Yeah, don't wait. So there is no underlying wait. support there for home values to drop. 
There's no underlying support whatsoever. We don't have enough houses that are being produced. We got plenty of people that have money. In our previous episode, we talked about the value of $35 trillion worth of real estate, residential real estate, not commercial, residential real estate out there, and only $11 trillion worth of debt underneath it. There's $25 trillion worth of equity out there. Those people have money to buy. Yeah. And we've talked about this many times. Over are just under 50% of America owns their home free and clear. Yeah. So if I Which sell my- Which considering only 12 years ago, everybody took it in the shorts. Yes, exactly. Which is amazing. We became disciplined. Yeah. We were taught a very valuable lesson and it hurt a lot of people. Yeah. After. I don't want to diminish that at all. A lot of people suffered, but those people that suffered also realized I'm never going to get there again. Yeah. So they're not overextending. They're being wise. They're seeing things happen and they're going, you know what? This doesn't feel right. I'm not going to do it. Mm. Okay. Or they're going to see, you know what? House values are going up. Maybe I should leverage my purchase and have the same mortgage payment, but have a bigger house. Yeah. And again, call your real estate agent. Sit down. We are valuable uh, resources for people. We can sit down and put a, a game plan together for you or a business plan of developing your wealth in real estate, not only your personal residence, but other residences too, investment properties, what have you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I love, I, I'll say this quite a bit. We are not car salesmen. No. Or car sales people. Yeah. If you come to us and ask us a question, we're not going to turn around and say, you know what, the best thing for you to do is trade in that old home and buy a new one with me today. No. Like, if you come and ask us a real estate question, we're legitimately going to sit down and say, what's best for you is doing X, Y, and Z. You know, if you went to a car salesman and drove onto the lot and said, hey, I'm thinking about putting some new wheels on this car or, you know, repainting this car, they're going to go, you know what's best for you? Let's trade that bad boy in and buy you a new car. Yeah. We don't do that, people. So... Please ask questions. So we talked about the buyer. Yep. What about sellers? If, like you're saying, homes will continue to appreciate, what's the incentive for sellers to sell their home now if they're truly looking to do that? Not every seller needs to sell. This is true. Understand that. Yeah. So sellers who want to sell or need to sell mm -hmm. are the people I want to talk about. Okay. So if you want to sell, what is the reason why you want to sell? Have you outgrown your house or have you shrunk the family to the point where you don't need such a big house, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. For a while there, the baby boomers were downsizing and the baby boomers were the largest buying and or selling um factor in real estate. Now it's switched over to the millennials. So there's more millennials out there buying and selling than there are baby boomers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, depending on what you're trying to do as far as wanting to buy, do I want to buy to, we went back to our previous one, renovate to get more space, downsize to get less space. Um, the family is growing. As a seller, you need to know what it is you're trying to accomplish. Once you figure that out, then I say meet with a real estate agent and let that real estate agent advise you what avenue to go. You may have twins coming and it's like, we have a two bedroom and a one bath home and it worked for you and I, honey. Yeah. But it ain't going to work for you and I, I wonder and if kids. The and, oh, the dog you want to get too, yeah. right? So that two bedroom, that's one bath. Grandparents come <laughs> that's my grandparents coming. That's my grandparents coming. So that two bedroom, one bath home is not going to fit. But can you afford to go and purchase a six bedroom home, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. 
Can you afford to purchase a four-bedroom new home versus a four-bedroom existing home? Is there enough equity in your home when you sell it, that two-bedroom, one-bath home, where you can put the minimum amount down on the four-bedroom home, okay, used, and take the extra equity and use it to do some expansion or some upgrades, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you're better off just upgrading the home you want to buy. Yeah. Take the equity out of the home you own now. Another avenue would be you could take the home you own now, pull some equity out of it, turn it into a rental, buy an existing home, take that equity, add it to that existing home. Now you got a really nice home. Oh, and you also have residential income property, mm -hmm. rental income property. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, that's the great thing about real estate. There's yep. so many different little, you know, it's like it's almost like the root system of a tree. You know, the roots yeah. intertwine and yep. some are longer than others and then some cross over and you're like, where's all this going? Like, that's real estate. There's so many things you can do. It's not very, it's not just I own a home, I sell a home. It's like I own a home, I have equity, I can take the money out of that, use it over here to buy something, that makes me money, which then pays off this mortgage. It's yep. so many different facets to it. So great, great episode. Um, one last time. For everybody, say it away. Say it again. Okay, appreciation is the increase in the value of an asset. Depreciation is the decrease of value in an asset, and deceleration is the slowing of the increase in the asset. All right, you heard it here first, my friends. Great episode, Tom. Thank you so much. You're Make welcome, sure man. you tune in for the next episode, episode fifty-eight. It's gonna be a doozy. We'll see you next time. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty Podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the US. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you.